Hey Packer fans, this is Wags, and thanks so much for downloading today's episode. We had special guest, former Packer offensive lineman Tony Mull and Darren Collins uh, joined us for the show today. Uh, if you prefer, we have our YouTube channel up and running, so feel free to uh, head on over to YouTube and watch today's episode. We have this one along with several of our other recent player interviews available on our YouTube channel. Just go and search for Lombardi's Legends. Thanks so much for listening. Go Pack Go! Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo. It's a whole new with us now are former Packers offensive lineman Tony Mall and uh, Darren College. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you uh, taking some time to join us. Um, first of all, we always like to ask all of our uh, current or former Packer player guests, what was it like to be a Green Bay Packer? <laughs> But you got drafted first, so you got to go first. Oh, so I have to go first? That's the great thing. We're all still getting used to Zoom thing. Like, we're getting better at it, but it's still like, oh, wait, you, me, you, me. Um, I think, like, most I think most Packers um, are going to tell you, every one of them is going to tell you that uh, it was too short-lived. Like, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was a great opportunity. It was our first opportunity in the NFL. It was uh, somebody taking a chance on, uh, for me personally, a, a kid from uh, North Pole, Alaska to, to, to come out and play in the big leagues. And it was a chance to fulfill a dream and to go to a place like Green Bay and, and be part of that tradition and see that history. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't know if I would have had the same success had I started uh, anywhere else, but to go to that community and be brought in that way and have that staff and, and the guys I was drafted with, I think I had a, a unique situation and, uh, I only wish I, I would have gotten to do it longer, like pretty much everybody who had the chance to uh, to wear the green and gold. Yeah, you know, I for me, I obviously I come from a small town in California and went to a small school out of out of Nevada, a small D one school. But uh, you know, going to going to the Packers is a is a, a little eye opening at first. You know, obviously here where this is Forty Nine er country where I grew up grew up, and uh, you know, my family bleeds 49ers and so to be to go to one of their rivals it was it was a, it was a little shocking but uh, obviously probably the best team outside of the 49ers I could have imagined being a part of and um, you know the, very similar to out here just the 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 warmth of community and you know the how everybody kind of just comes together and um, you, you definitely see that obviously with on Saturdays uh, with the University of Wisconsin, but then also on Sundays at Green and Gold. I mean, it is it is it is pretty darn special. Yeah, I, I I gotta I gotta say, guys, this is a little jarring for us. When we do interviews normally, we outnumber our guests. So now <laughs> that we've got two of you on here, I'm, I'm trying to sort through that a little bit. But please share with us. I mean, how do you all meet? Because if, if I'm not mistaken, you're in the same draft class, correct? You came into the locker room at the same time. I mean, first impressions, Darren, Tony, did you guys hate each other? Did you guys take to each other right away? I mean, was there chemistry right there, or, or how did that end up? 
Well, oddly enough, we've actually all had a chance to play against each other in our college careers. I, I faced off against Jason when he was with Louisville in a, in a bowl game, the Liberty Bowl, and Tony being right down the road as a Nevada guy, we both played in the whack against each other. So we knew who each other was when we came in the draft, but we came into a class uh, that they were replacing a lot of offensive linemen. A lot of guys needed work, and I think we all came in right away like, oh, right, we, you know, we kind of got a job to do. I think guys like Chad Clifton and Mark Tauscher did a great job to – to sit us down right away and kind of say, hey, like, we're, we're replacing guys. Guys got to come out and play. Let's be adults. Let's get to it. I think it was still surreal. It was awesome. But the great thing was coming in with that many young guys, I, there was obviously the initial competition. We all wanted to play, but we also knew that we were all there to support each other in a way that we were all young. We were all new. We were all rookies. We all were facing it for the very first time and knew that there was going to be different challenges. And, and that kind of cemented our bond right away. And then the experience – of us getting to play that that first year and, and getting so much play time in our first years together just really cemented it all together. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we when we first came in, I mean, one of the biggest things was right away, they were like, there's holes to fill. So, you know, get in there. We're going to get you guys reps, and we're going to get the best people on the field. And, uh, you know, and obviously it's rare to take three offensive linemen in the draft. So, you know, we, we did have something that was pretty cool, pretty special. Uh, but, you know, again, being on the offensive line, it's, it's a, you, you're taking five guys and making them gel together uh, to support the quarterback or the running back. And, you know, and I, so I think, you know, having that mentality already that, you know, it's going to take more than just one of us. It's, and, and also we're the fat guys, right? So we have to like, we have to like be around each other because all the other skinny guys in the locker room, they don't, they like look at us and like run away almost. Looking back, the time you guys joined the Packers was definitely a period of transition, right? I mean, we went from uh, Coach Sherman to Coach McCarthy, and then uh, certainly the year after you guys get there, uh, it's the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers uh, transition starts. So it's a, it's an interesting time in Green Bay. But, uh, you know, just talk to us about what it meant to you, not only just with you guys, and uh, certainly Jason is, is part of the winery too, and we'll get to that. Um, he's not joining us tonight, but I, across the, the whole locker room, I mean, there is a bunch of young guys and what it meant to just grow together as professionals at that time during uh, a special time in Green Bay. Well, I think, you know, you come into a situation with brand new coaches and brand new offensive line, the, the expectations, you know, whenever you make changes like that, you know, any fan that watches now, when you see coaching changes, you see, staff changes, you see quarterback changes, everybody's expecting results. And, and then here's this, these three rookies that are trying to come from, you know, all in all smaller schools in all reality that need to come compete at the highest level. And again, every week wasn't perfect. I mean, I was benched after my very first preseason game on my very first start. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's a rough start. You know, that's a big adjustment from going from, you know, lining up against uh, let's say the Nevada Wolfpack uh, to all of a sudden San Diego chargers was a, was a huge change, but you know, we always had the other guys around us to kind of pick us up and, and keep going. And then I think a really big one for us was we went out and played in Miami as a group and we were playing one of the oldest defensive lines in the NFL at the time. Guys like Jason Taylor, you know, guys like Zach Thomas were playing <laughs> linebacker. And you're looking at all these Pro Bowls and you're looking at these future Hall of Famers. And here's a bunch of young guys that are, you know, up to like 15 minutes in the NFL together. And, and we went out, we won that game. And I think that just showed what we had as a group and what we wanted to get done and what we thought we could accomplish if we, uh, worked our tails off together. And again, there was just one more thing that continued to add to the layers that made our friendship and made our journeys together uh, more and more solid. I, th I think just to add to that, I think one of the other things is, you know, it was such a, 
like you were saying, it was McCarthy's first year. You know, he was a rookie head coach. And so there was, there was a lot of change happening and it kind of allowed it to be a little easier, you know, in a sense, it, you know, everything wasn't already set in stone. There was, there was changes um, taking place at almost every position. Um, and as you alluded to, obviously there was, there was a, a change of the guard happening at quarterback, you know, it's not too far after that. Um, you know, with, with, with Aaron, who at that point, no one really even knew if he was going to be good or not. And, um, you know, us being the same age as him, obviously we got to hang out with him more than we did with Brett. And so, you know, there was, there was enough transition that was kind of taking place that it, it made it a little bit easier, I think, to kind of jump in. And, you know, especially like for me, because I played tight end in college. It was only my senior year in college that I jumped in as an offensive lineman uh, to fill a need at Nevada. Obviously, it worked out, got me to the NFL. Um, but, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm jumping into a new position. Okay, now I get drafted. And I'm jumping in with a new team, and here we go. And, you know, uh, pushed right into a position where I'm, you know, playing on the field. And, and you know, it's, in a way, we were all kind of dealing with something new. You know, and so it kind of it kind of helped out. And, um, you know, we were all kind of pushing forward together um, without having that, the, the, uh, being a part of a team that's like everybody was already had their roles and their responsibilities and we're trying to just break through just to be on the team. It was almost immediately, it was like, hey, you guys are going to be needed and we're going to be using you. And uh, so it kind of, I think for me, it kind of helped a lot uh, to kind of just make me feel secure that I'm, I'm going to be a part of this thing. And um, so I, I'm not stressed about just trying to be on the 53-man 50, roster, but it's how are we going to win week, week by week? Yeah, and, you know, talking about that, so it's, it's got to be helpful uh, to, to come in together, right, into something like that and be kind of thrust into to this scenario. So you talked about, uh, Darren, I believe you talked about Chad Clifton and Tausch, uh, but did you all um, from the rookies, were you talking to each other a lot and kind of like, Hey man, maybe you should have, maybe you should have done this a little different or that, or were you all focused on yourself or what does that look like after a game you grab a beer and be like, sheesh, Jason Taylor just blew past me. I mean, what, what's that like? I, th- I mean, I think it's a little, it's a little of all of that. I mean, it, you're trying to learn every single day. You're trying to, you're trying to learn from the guys who came before you and did it. And you're trying to take advice from the guys with you doing it every day. And then we, as rookies were, were again, learning our role and, and what that was going to be on the team every single day that's growing. So we kicked it off and, and hit it right away. You know, it was one of those things where the, the three of us were, were tight it right from the beginning. And, but again, that's because like Tony had mentioned, we came into a situation where the three of us were, we're, we're figuring it all out together. There wasn't a role. We weren't just one guy trying to break into an offensive line that had, you know, four or five starters prior to that. And you, you just kind of sit back. We were thrust right in the situation where we had to be productive and go out and play. So there was definitely ups and downs. There was definitely times Jason, or, you know, uh, Jason Taylor blew right past me. And there was t- plenty of times that we had beers after that we were like, Oh my gosh, what, what, what are we doing? I, I mean, I think I woke up every day for the first three years afraid I wouldn't have a job the next day just because we were, we were trying to figure <laughs> it all out. So very true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, it's a constant evolving thing and it's a moving target every single day. And I was just happy to have two guys there that were going through the exact same thing as I was. So we could all sit there and lean on each other and be like, okay, is it, is it just me? All right. It's not just me. We're, we're, we're doing this together. It's so true. I mean, you know, there's, those moments like um, God, we were playing Cincinnati in the in the a preseason game of our of our rookie season, and, going, and I was going against Sam Adams, you know, just this 
big man. And uh, I was trying not, I was trying to be respectful and we, we started to play and I went to go cut him and the, the, the whistle was blown. So I stopped right as I was going into him. And of course he didn't like that at all. That I was about to cut him. So he put everything he had into me and was like all the weight possible. I mean, it felt like 500 pounds. I couldn't breathe any, I was, you watch it on film. It was, it was horrifying. But I mean, I, 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 on film, I'm like squirming my hands and legs like this on the ground. There's nothing I could do. Luckily, Scott Wells, who was our center, saw it and made it, made a shift. Sorry, hold on. Who calls me during an interview? Don't they know they're talking to us? <laughs> I know, right? Unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, luckily he was able to knock them off of me, but it felt like an eternity. I couldn't breathe. My lungs would been, been completely collapsed. And it's like, uh, you know, those are those moments so was, uh, that we all had. We had stuff like that happen to us. And, you know, so it wasn't, the, you know, the we weren't the best of the best, but, you know, we were willing to grind it out and, you know, how to – I. For me, I, I felt like we all had the most amazing heart and the drive, and it was exactly what the Packers needed at the time. Uh, I felt like uh, Ted Thompson did a phenomenal job bringing in each and every one of us. And obviously, there was a couple people that didn't didn't make the squad, but you know, we we all I felt perfectly fit into different roles that helped create a good team. And you know, you went from the previous year of four and four and twelve to actually being competitive each and every year and you know it was i don't know i think a, a solid era <laughs> yeah i want to go back to it definitely was um something you said darren just before uh, kind of alluding to the brutal part of the business and not knowing whether you're going to wake up with a job the next day um tony you certainly went through that when the packers traded you to the ravens but i have to imagine and i don't want to speak for you guys that that bond that you were able to form around them and being uh, in that situation had to have been some of the seeds for what you're doing now today with the, the three bad guys winery. Yeah, so you know a couple couple different things there, but uh, you know one of the, one of the things that you you, you always heard, uh, especially when you're younger, you, you hear from as well. You know the NFL stands for not for long, and. Um, it's only a, you're only a play away from heading to a different team. So, you know, you're friends now, but you know, most likely fall apart, fall away from each other over time. And, you know, and I, I, I think for me, my connection with Darren and Jason, you know, had become, you know, we were close friends, you know, from what the, what we had gone through, you know, we were hanging on the off seasons, obviously going on trips together. And it was something that we, you know, I felt like we wanted something more than, you know, to hold on to. And I think what, what did we, we talked about first is like, like for like a hot second, you know, I think we were like talking about creating a book or something that, you know, Packer fans could just buy from. And, but I mean, we, we, a lot of our time spent was, you know, obviously around food and drinking and uh, great dinners. And, and so, you know, wine just sent, seemed like a great fit for us. And, you know, luckily for me, it was, you know, I'm from Sonoma. So it, was, it made it, made it pretty easy to kind of, like for, for that decision, like, let's, let's make sure this gets done and we kind of hammered it through. And, you know, and it ended up working out perfectly that uh, we could, we could, we teamed up with Charles Woodson who had a winery already established and went through his team. So it made it even easier for us while we were playing football. Uh, and it, and it held true. I mean, you know, it was something that we had, we had kind of talked about, we started putting together and then I got traded 
And, you know, and, and that was, it was such an eye-opening experience. I mean, it was one of the hardest days of my life to hear that. I mean, that I was being traded. Um, and, and the weirdest thing behind it is, you know, I, I get, I get the note, like I, I got called by the Ravens before I got called from the Packers about this. And I literally hours before that I was with the coaching staff and I was a little concerned, you know, I, I didn't have that great of a camp and they're like, you got nothing to worry about. We have such a need for you. We go golfing. I get a phone call from the Ravens going, Hey, we're so excited to be bringing you in. It's like, what are you talking about? And uh, I, I mean, it was, it was, I, it's hard to even still fathom because you know, I, we got, we finally got back into town from golfing and um, all the coaches were like completely confused as why I was being traded. And I was confused and, you know, and, and it wasn't until later in, in, you know, I don't know, I think it was either later that season or the next season I was with the Ravens. We came back and played with the, played the Packers at home at Lambeau and John Snyder came up and he's just like, I'm so sorry how that went down, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we had a good little moment there. Obviously, I, I I had to have moved on by then, but yeah, it was you know it's such a this this you build this family and this expectation of what you're bringing to the table, and you know you you know I'm still young enough that you know, you know from the college experience, uh, you're buying into the program at that university wherever you're going, and they're going to do everything they can to develop you, but then in the NFL it's business, and you know if there's a greater need or a greater fit somewhere else, you're traded, cut it, you know cut. Some, they're bringing someone else in. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the, you know, there's a saying that, you know, that's always floated around that, you know, the second they, they hire you, they're trying to replace you with someone else. That's why they have scouts. And, um, you know, for me, I was, I, it was such a great connection that we were able to finalize doing three fat guys. Um, because at that point I had already moved on. I was at Baltimore and, uh, you know, paperwork through the mail, uh, you know, to get it all finalized and put it together. But, you know, it was, it was one of those moments that, you know, for me, it was just like, God, these guys are some of my dearest friends that uh, our families are going to stay together because they were adamant about still putting this brand together. And it was, it was, it was nice for me. Um, and, uh, you know, and I can't, I can't imagine my life any different now. I mean, I've been able to take this brand here in Sonoma and once I retired, fully develop it and get it rocking and rolling. And, you know, we're, we're just hitting ultimate strides right now, which has been so much fun. And, you know, and obviously with Darren and Jason not being here in Sonoma, you know, I'm, I'm able to almost return that favor in a way that, you know, we're able to kind of keep this thing going and, you know, Darren and Jason, you know, do a phenomenal job still being involved. And we do a lot outside of Sonoma area. We do a lot traveling together, doing different events and bringing our wines around wine dinners. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, um, and it's sure ain't stopping. That's for sure. <laughs> no, and that's interesting. You know, I wanted to, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, three fat guys wine. I mean, it's really interesting. Uh, and you, you explaining it started. One of the questions I had was when did it come to be, you know, was it while you were all together in Green Bay or not? Um, but my, my, my question now, I guess, is running a business has got to be a lot different than, playing in the NFL, at least I would think from the outside, maybe it's not, um, but is there been anything that's been a surprise to either of you or what's the biggest surprise since you've gone into this venture post-playing career? Uh, Tony, 
Well, like Tony has Tony's forced to run the business for most of the time. So just like our career, he pretty much had to do all the work. I just showed up. <laughs> so um, you know what? I think the the hardest thing is you know, and Tony will Tony will know. You know, we did all this thing remotely as we, the, the idea got started. But Tony's right. He we really finalized everything while he was in Baltimore, and we've gone through different winemakers. We've gone through different uh, ebbs and flows in the career. I'll tell you what, what kills you is always the business side of it. The, the, the paperwork like that, that's the worst part. Like the worst part about the NFL is, is the business side of it. You know, the, the, I love playing the games. I love the guys. Uh, the worst part about being in the wine business is, is the paperwork is, is literally the state of California. That's the worst part of being in the wine business. I love the guys. I love our grapes, but Oh my God, the regulation, the paperwork, I, Tony, Tony, anything Tony alcohol related is a miserable job. <laughs> uh, drinking it is fun but you know the regulations across you know federal and all the different states i mean they're they you know they still hate it like it's uh the you know back in the 30s i mean it's just it's unbelievable so do you, and and uh, do you i was going to ask then with that end of it so do you own the land there do you, do you where do you get your grapes from because i've heard different wineries do different ways of getting their grapes. And in Wisconsin, we have wineries and a lot of them come from New York, I think. So I was kind of curious right. where you all get your grapes from. Tony's yeah, getting so, from a dumpster behind the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we turn, we turn water into wine, basically. I mean, that's, that's where it now. So, um, you know, luckily, you know, my family's been out here, here in Sonoma for just about a hundred years. And um, so we got, we have, we, we know all the different vineyard owners, managers, winery owners and um you know so as we got going you know obviously my desire of knowledge of the industry kind of exploded as well and so any every off season i was coming back home and uh trying to learn as much as i could on the operation side of it all because you know the drinking side and knowing what type of varietals you love to drink that's the easy stuff now how do you produce that and how do you make it a viable business and um, you know, there's, there's so much to learn and I'm still learning each and every day. And, um, you know, I'm very lucky that, uh, you know, through different, different purposes and reasons, uh, we're, I was able to reconnect with the, you know, another buddy of mine from back here in Sonoma, um, Jim McMahon, not the, not the quarterback, but, uh, a phenomenal winemaker that, um, you know, had, you know, true sports fan and just fell in love with the idea of three fat guys and what we were trying to grow. Um, it just so happened he had his own personal brand that um, they were kind of shutting down. And so uh, for him, it kind of filled the void of having that special high-end brand that was growing. Um, but for us, it allowed me to kind of know that, hey, the winemaking is now, we know we're making some of the best wines around. We just need to go market it and build the right focus uh, and get it to, you know, the group that we think is going to take the wine. Um, you know, and, the, and the, the hard thing was I didn't want a brand that was a celebrity brand, you know, something that, you know, Taylor Swift's going to put her name on and sell a million cases. I wanted something that was truly about the wine, but I wanted to do it in a really fun way. And, you know, and it was just so perfect. I, I mean, I don't even know who came up with the name three fat guys, but I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, you know, in the locker room, we are the fat guys, you know, we played on the offensive line and, um, you know, it's just, it's just turned into something just great. And, you know, I, you know, the, the amount of people that have bought into this and, uh, you know, I, you know, opening a tasting room has been a lot of fun, you know, and having it, 
you know, truly thrive through the pandemic. Um, you know, what, what we're dealing with out here in California and, you know, and, and the regulations that's, you know, are still in place. Um, you know, it's, it's been a true struggle, but, you know, we've, we've, we've hit this weird niche of people that enjoy really nice wines at, you know, in it's, it's at a higher price point, but they but they don't want the pretentiousness of the higher end wineries. And so they come to us, they hang out in shorts, t-shirts, sweatpants, doesn't matter, you know, straight from the beach and sandals, they feel so comfortable and they end up leaving and they they embrace what we're building. And, um, and, you know, and it's, it's shown, I mean, anytime we kind of do a, a club release of different, uh, each of our different wines, you know, everybody shows up and they're, they're excited to buy more than what they're already allotted because they want to see this thing grow and turn into something that truly is special. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at the end goal of what three fat guys stands for, it's, it's our ability to give back and, you know, my desire and I, Darren's and Jason's to, to truly take what was given to us, which was, you know, and uh, the ability to play football. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many coaches and community members that made it possible for me to get to Nevada that I know for a fact, I want to be able to do that for everyone else and, you know, every other kid and I can, we can help. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, the biggest goal, you know, and if it's 10, 15, 20 years down the road that we can finally make a significant impact, but, you know, we're, we're, we're a growing brand and it's, it's, it's just, it's better and better each and every day. We keep launching new items and, um, you know, there's, there's, it's almost like the, the sky's the limit with a brand called three fat guys. Cause it's unexpected and, uh, you can kind of just label that with everything and it sounds better. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds like it goes really good with, uh, you know, certain steaks and different foods too. So, sure, um, sure. So, Hey, we don't normally do this, but Tony, I know you have some, some wine. So I want to give you guys a chance to talk through this. And remember, you're talking to Packer fans. We don't need to tell you average Packer fan is more of the case of PBR, flask of Corbell type, uh, alcohol, uh, drinker, but, um, I think we need an education here. So, uh, if you, I would love to have you share a little bit about some of your wines and, um, and, uh, tell us a, a little bit more about. Uh, what what we could expect if we were able to pick up some of the, that wine. Um, I know you ship it through, I think, all 50 states. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, we 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 have the ability to ship across the world, which is which is pretty pretty darn cool. And we're slowly kind of reaching that far, but most of it's all you know the in the 50 states. Awesome. So yeah, if you uh, don't mind uh, just uh, pulling those up and, and tell us a little bit more about yeah. some of the wines that you have. Yeah, so, uh, and I'll let Darren jump in whenever he wants, but, uh, you know, I think the, I think most importantly is our flagship. That's our, our Cabernet. That's what we started making, uh, in the beginning. So 2007 was our first vintage, uh, that we released and, uh, it was more made for friends and family and, but it, you know, slowly but surely more restaurants were calling and they wanted to bring it and put it on. And obviously, um, you know, making Cabernet from the Napa Valley. Um, you know, it, it, it has its, it has its place on the wine list that, you know, people love nice, big red wines they are looking for cab. And so to be able to start there and just, you know, make some of the best around was pretty, pretty darn special. And so, um, always, always grab our cab if you can, it's, it's a memory making wine. Yeah. yeah. Um, very first one. Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, with Darren, Darren's involvement in the military too. And, you know, after he retired, he joined the army and, 
uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an army guard up in, up in Idaho. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something cool that, uh, you know, we're able to kind of explore. We do a lot of virtual wine tastings, very similar, like what we're doing now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've become pretty accustomed to this and, uh, you know, Darren and Jason have too. And, um, so Darren, jump in whenever you want to talk about the wines, but, uh, you know, for, for me also, um, on my family side, being in Sonoma forever, they, you know, when they came over from Italy, they grew Zinfandel. And so I've had a, you know, small piece of my heart always for Zinfandel and, uh, it's very, very drinkable style of wine. So, uh, this, this December, we launched our secondary brand called the lineman. Let's see if I can bring it up. It's kind of a really cool label. So it's a, it's a single line that creates all five linemen on the line of scrimmage. And the idea behind it is a red blend that uh, just like on the field when all five linemen are playing perfectly together, they're the best line. So we found five red grape varietals that uh, play perfectly together, create the best wine. Yeah. Probably last few months. So he's, just let him go. Let him run. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, uh, last but not least, this is our newest release, uh, our inaugural uh, bottling of our sparkling here in Sonoma County. So it's Method Champenois, which is exactly the same thing as what you get from Champagne. Um, and it's and it's a wonderful brew. But the coolest thing about it is we got the name approved. And I'm super excited. So it's called the Champion. And uh, I was really hoping that uh, the Packers were going to pull it off this year so we could blow this up through the state of Wisconsin. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hold on to this, and we're going to continue to make this. And so when that day does come, it's going to be crazy, and this is what every, everybody's going to want to have at their dinner table after they win the, super, the next Super Bowl. That's I think great. We I think we might need to order some now and have it, uh, have it on ice. Hopefully next season is when they can break. Yeah, right, yeah. I was going to ask Darren and, and, and Tony, uh, what, what do you recommend outside of Lambeau Field, tailgating weather, um, you know, come September, what, what would you recommend? Well, I think, I mean, I think it's always going to be a situational drink. I mean, like if we're in Sonoma and we're watching, I mean, we're having wine. But if we're, we're back somewhere Midwest or we're back watching the Packers like we try to do once a year, we try to get back for a game. I mean, we're beer drinking guys like everybody else. So we're, we're drinking something local and we're drinking something cold. So uh, we're, we're working on that side of uh, Three Fat Guys as it continues to grow. And that's, that's kind of in the, the dream scope of what we're doing. But right now we'll, we'll be popping bottles of wine, but hopefully one day we're cracking cans of something uh, to spread that love too, because don't, don't get it twisted. We, uh, we'll drink about anything just like we'll eat about <laughs> anything. So just like we eat everything, we'll drink everything, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, like Darren said, I mean, you know, three fat guys, you know, of course, Jason, Darren and myself are the three, but, uh, truly what the brand represents is wine, beer, and spirits. And so that kind of gives you an idea of where we're going to take the brand and, and grow it. And, uh, you know, of course, we're going to, the beer is going to be brewed in Wisconsin because uh, it's of some of the best stuff there. Why not? Right. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working on recipes now and, uh, you know, hopefully within a year or two's time, it'll be ready to go. Um, I thought it'd be earlier than that, but, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to blame it on COVID. It's kind of definitely set us back and had us re- reshift kind of, let's keep it in the drive with wine and um, just keep this thing, you know, successful. And so, um, but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, 
I'm going to need Darren's and Jason's help to drink a lot of beer to figure this that side out. <laughs> well, if you need two more volunteers, you know where to find us, guys. We 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 love a good beer here. Of course. Hey, and I saw your um, the tasting room you have. It looks awesome, and we're going to be putting up pictures on our Instagram and Facebook so folks can kind of see what we're talking about. But how long have you had that up there? Because I mean, that looks just gorgeous. Yeah, so we, um, I, it was a goal for a while to kind of get to where we had a tasting room. Um, the hardest part is, you know, knowing how the people that are Packer fans, you know, really embrace, you know, pe- you know, other people that are Packer fans. And they, you know, you, they have websites, you know, for across the globe of a Packers bar, or Packers restaurant. And now we're a Packers winery. And I just, I knew that was going to happen, which is a great thing. Um, so I wanted to make sure we had enough wine to, you know, get through a, a year. Um, Cause you only get to pick grapes once a year. So it's not like beer spirits where you can make small batches and whenever you want. So we were growing the brand and finally got it to a point where it was ready to roll. Um, luckily for me, my wife's family owns a, a wonderful pizza restaurant, you know, down on the plaza here in Sonoma. And so we were able to use that space for a while to bring people in, bring guests and, and taste the wines. And um, so finally in 2019, I felt confident enough that we could, we could break away and um, open our own tasting room. And uh, so a perfect spot, you know, that really kind of fit us, fit our brand. As funny as could be, you know, we, we share the space with another business called Fat Pilgrim. And so it's three fat guys and Fat Pilgrim. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's a, it's a nice, it's all about this outdoor space from the road. It looks like a little shack, but it's all about the backyard. It has a big, beautiful garden, a creek that runs through. It's everything you want to feel like you're hanging in your own backyard, drinking killer wine. That's awesome. And can you just share where uh, folks can find you guys and more information if you want to uh, share their website, um, any other um, uh, details that they can find where they can purchase uh, the wine at and and maybe even once COVID is beyond us hopefully here soon uh if they're in the area stop in and, and say hello at the tasting room as well yeah um so obviously right now the best place to you know get information is our website um you can buy buy online from our website too three fat guys um but then we also are through the state of wisconsin you know and uh selected uh steakhouses uh different stores um you know we like i said we don't make much wine so we get as much as we can to the state and once it runs out it runs out and so if you see it on the store if you in your favorite store you see it in your favorite restaurant you know buy it you're gonna love it but uh you know we, we use um capital houston um all state they're our distribution uh partner in wisconsin um so we're, we got some fun things that we're, we're we're getting ready to launch with uh festival foods which is a you know, a big grocery chain um, throughout the state. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just the more that we're able to accomplish, you know, it's just going to, you know, be able to grow and you're going to see us uh, all over, you know, and hopefully sooner than later, you'll be able to buy us, uh, buy our wines or beer or whatever we're doing at Lambeau Field too. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, listen, uh, we want to be respectful of your time. You guys have been incredibly generous. I do have one football question I have to ask because if I don't ask it, uh, I'm going to regret it later. You all were around both Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you got six MVPs between these two guys. 
What's the difference in blocking for those guys? And what's the, what's the huddle? What's the difference in the huddle? Because those are two things that, I mean, they seem like two very different dudes uh, with, with similar results, which is an awful lot of success. Uh, largely because of the, the big guys up front that block for him. So, um, you know, was there a difference in blocking for him? And what were those huddles like? Me first, Tony, or you? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, as you know, for, for somebody who was, you know, like Tony was lucky enough to get to block from both. I think it was a, an awesome experience. I think when we first came in, you know, you, you try to pretend that it's just football and, and everybody's the same. But when Brett Favre walks in the locker room, I think everything changes for you. You realize, Oh, that's somebody I grew up watching play. That's, that's a future hall of famer. That's, you know, but you know, we saw, we saw Brett at the end of his years, you know, he was having a good time still. He was, you know, he's, he's a good old boy to the bottom. We talk hunting, we talk fishing. He was great at, at relaxing in the moment and enjoying the moments that, you know, when we played the snowball against New York or against Seattle and, and stuff like that, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he was always, he was always great at that stuff, but it was always, um, a different understanding when I was in the, the huddle with him. Aaron, Aaron was a, was a peer, you know, Aaron was our same age. We, we golfed together. We spent time together off the field. We, we had meals together. Our, our families were around each other. And it was one of those things where it was much more of a personal attachment with Aaron, you know, Aaron, you know, I would have, I would have done anything for Brett because he was my quarterback, but I literally would have gone to war for, you know, for Aaron because he was my friend and he was somebody that I wanted to protect. So, you know, when he won MVP and when we won a championship together, that was, that was super special um, in a whole different way than it would have ever been with, you know, Brett had, had I enjoyed uh, winning a Super Bowl with Brett, I, I would have loved to, if, you know, if we would have topped New York and, and made it and uh, had our chance, but we didn't, but the chance to win it with Aaron was a, a whole different experience for me personally. Yeah, very, very similar. I mean, you know, it was, it was amazing to be in the huddle with Brett, but uh, outside of football, we, we never really saw him. And he was just, I mean, gosh, it's like our age now playing with the youngsters coming out of college and, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're the same age as, as Aaron. And, you know, so like one of, one of the jokes I like to tell at the tasty room, you know, I, I, it, is, it is a joke, Wait, but uh, loud? yeah, okay. <laughs> These are, this is one of the G rated ones, but you know, I, I get to hold on to the fact that, you know, because Aaron was a good buddy that, you know, he was on our couches, you know, I, you know, I can't wait, you know, saying stuff like I can't wait to get my shot to, you know, prove that I, I'm as just as good or better. And, you know, and he, of course he did it. He turned into the legend he is now, but uh, you know, that's the Aaron that I knew, you know, it was before. And, uh, and it's, it's great to kind of watch him grow into that. And so of course, you know, blocking for Brett, it was, there was a little piece of, of me at least that was like, Oh man, if I let my guy get through, it could end his career. He just seemed so fragile by then. But, uh, but really, you know, it's like when, when Aaron took over, it was like, I was, I was in McCarthy's face going like, we have a quarterback that can run the ball. It's okay. Do QB draws. They block, you know, the defense just spreads out thinking that uh, Brett was still in the game and he was going to throw it deep. And, you know, Aaron would be able to take off and run for 15, 20 yards in the beginning of his, his career when he, when he started playing. And, you know, and I'm, uh, it was just one of those big moments. So it was like, oh, oh we have it an accurate quarterback that, you know, emulates Brett, but now he's got feet that can run. It was amazing. And uh, I, for me, that's something I've always held on to. So listen, guys, uh, we super appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. I think one of the things that we most enjoy about talking to you, the former Packers, is that we can, you know, talk to you guys like you're real people. I think one of the things that you can forget is that um, when you talk about the current players especially everything about their identity is 
the football player, the Packer. Um, but it's really nice to see and to be able to talk to people and understand that there's more to life than just football and that identity. Um, and uh, really just uh, uh, congratulations on all the success that you guys have had both on the field and then now post-career as well. Um, you know, so uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Of course. And my and fellas, uh, as we wrap up, we always ask our guests, please say it with us. Go Pack Go. Oh, oh go we can do that all, the, all day long. But go, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. The amount of money they're paying these kids, if they need two has-beens to come out there and throw our bodies in the wags, the label can always I, use a couple bucks. I, 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 could, I could still be a heck of a speed bump. No problem. I could go to tight end now, and Tony can now play the offensive line. I'll switch with him now. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. Well, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.